Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm back with hybrid athlete, five-time Ironman, serial entrepreneur, and brand builder, Eric Hinman. Eric and I jump right into how community empowers wellness, and we also talk about his daily routine. I was really appreciative for how Eric shared this and how he approaches fitness and really how he goes about his day. This guy is an entrepreneur and investor. He is a busy person and he's figured out a way to shape his day for optimal output in the spaces in life he cares about. And you know, you may not be this deep into fitness, but what you're gonna hear here is somebody that has shaped his life around what he cares about in a balanced way. Eric proves discipline and small steps create huge results over time. His wisdom will help you embrace community and take action for sustainable peak performance at any age. I love this message. I really like this guy and I'm so glad he came on the show. So let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. I like how you do things as a community. What is the role that community plays in your life, like friendships and relationships? And how is that related to your wellness journey? Yeah, I think community is that wellness behavior that we often overlook. Feeling like you're part of something is so important for our well-being. So I combined, you know, fitness and I combined sauna, cold exposure. I combined doing hard things with community bonding and with meeting new people. It's super important to me. We lived in Moab, Utah for six months and almost bought a property there. And, you know, I realized that it was a little too small for me to be able to achieve what I like to say is meet at least one new person every day. That is so mm-hmm. instrumental in my well-being and feeling like I'm getting value and giving value to people. So I love just putting people in a container where chance encounters can happen. And for me, that's type two fun, like doing something uncomfortable, bonding over that discomfort, having a great flow state conversation with your endorphins racing after a hard workout or after a contrast therapy session. And then also allowing others to meet each other where I feel like they'll each add value into people's lives. I get a lot of fulfillment in kind of seeing the relationships that are cultivated by someone attending a community thing I put on or someone coming to our house and meeting new people in the sauna. Wow. I've seen you do something. It's like the hardest mile ever. And this is a community event I just started watching you do. It looks like the hardest mile ever. Can you talk about that? Where this started? Why you do it? Why you're suffering so much with other people? Yeah. So it actually started as an even harder mile. The first time I ever did it, I handstand walked the first lap. So handstand walked 400 meters. And then I lunged 400 meters and then bear crawled 400 meters and then burpee broad jumped 400 meters. Realized that was very difficult for me and that would be very difficult, especially if you don't have... How sore were you the next day? Very sore for three or four days after, specifically from that (laughs) handstand walk lap. That handstand walk lap was brutal. I want to say it took me 25 minutes, just that one lap alone. So now I took that lap out, substituted that for running. So now it is burpee broad jumps, lunge, bear crawl, run. Oh my gosh. And you you do this with how many people? We had 30 to 40 people do it in Austin two weeks ago in Denver, generally around 30 to 50 people doing it. Oh my goodness. It is like truly shared suffering. And there's something about suffering with somebody else. 
I don't know what magic happens there, but it creates a connection that's just so much more deep than anything else. It's kind of like my sports career, you know, the locker room, the shared suffering of a loss, the shared suffering of a chaining camp of a difficult period of time tends to bring people closer. And I think what most athletes miss when their sports career is over with is that locker room. And so it seems to me as you kind of created that for yourself and for your friends, where do you think this is headed? More in-person things. I mean, this Austin house has been an experiment. We just got here two weeks ago. The day we arrived, the founder of Sisu Sauna flew in and set up a sauna for us at the house. I see that. Yep. We have ice barrels here. We have, you know, as you can see behind me, we have all sorts of products from the brands I, I work with and products and services I love. And we're hosting people every single night, allowing people to experience contrast therapy if they haven't before, and then just seeding products to people. I put on wellness retreats for founders of wellness companies. Again, I just love putting people that the sum is greater than the parts, just allowing for that container for people to meet each other and form bonds and opportunities come from that. So more and more of those. I would love to get to a place where I'm hosting larger and larger in-person events, just cultivating relationships for people. I've actually had this little vision of like, what if I did put a sauna and a cold plunge like in my yard or something, like how many people in the neighborhood would be coming over to get in this thing? It's a really cool idea. And I could see how that just connects people and brings them together around like-minded things. Uh, Last winter, some buddies of mine, like I'm in Houston, so it only got cold for a few weeks. But like these guys that had pools, we were going over there in the morning and just like jumping in the pool and suffering a little bit. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it really was. Anyways, I, I personally really enjoyed that. It seems to me that you eat a very kind of regimented routine. I don't know if that's true or not, but like you're very fit for 43. Like, you know, and if somebody goes on their your Instagram, they're going to be like, oh, he hasn't always been shredded like this. What does it look like to eat with Eric? And then I would also ask to back that up. You know, a lot of people that listen to this show are like busy parents and they're like, okay, I don't have three hours a day to go exercise And I know you've kind of probably answered this before, but I'd like to know like kind of what your eating routine is and then back that up with like, what would you recommend for a busy person that's got kids and just crazy life demands? Like how could they start to build a wellness rhythm in their life? I've got some exciting news for my AIM7 community and it's about making your health journey even more seamless. Let's face it, life is busy and sometimes there's no room to pause for even a minute, especially in the mornings. But what if your wellness routine could adapt to that? What if you could get a snapshot of your readiness for the day without taking any extra steps? That's exactly what this new AIM-7 update is all about. Our morning check-in has always been part of our secret sauce, feeding the AIM-7 data engine to fine-tune your personal score. A score that goes beyond what any wearable alone can tell you. But now we've cranked it up a notch. Imagine this, you wake up in the morning, grab your phone without doing a thing, your AIM-7 score is there waiting for you. It's like having a personal wellness coach who's up before you are, analyzing all your historical health data and last night's sleep, giving you a readiness score right out of the gate. And for those of you who thrive on details, you can make your score even better with a quick morning check-in to sharpen those recommendations even further. And for my busy people out there, this is a game changer. It's health intelligence that fits into your life, not the other way around. AIM-7 just made your experience smarter, swifter, and more in sync with your daily hustle. So why wait? Check it out now. Take control of your day from the moment you wake up. 
Try it now, free for seven days, and get your first month for just a dollar if you use the code BLUEPRINT in all caps at checkout on our website. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It really is about rhythm and structure. Those are the keys to this. I think most of us are educated on what to eat, single ingredient foods you can find in nature. And that, you know, it can go a million different diets and directions with that. For me, still looking to compete at a high level and in, in CrossFit and, and in mountain biking races, the main thing I focus on is protein, trying to get in about one gram per pound of body weight in protein. So I weigh about 180. So I'm looking to consume around 180 grams of, of protein each day. I build my calories throughout the day. I mean, generally my breakfast and my lunch are lower in calories and my dinner is heavier in calories. And that's specifically because I found there's a direct correlation between food volume and mental clarity for me. I eat Mm. just enough to stay energized, but I don't eat so much that it affects my energy levels or my mental clarity. Just think about having a big Thanksgiving dinner. You just want to go lay down on the couch and you don't want to have conversations. You just want to kind of tune out and watch TV. That's the opposite of how I want to perform from 5 a.m. until 8 p.m. every day. So I generally am doing either smoothies or smoothie bowls throughout the day. I'll do eggs. I'll do chicken sausage, turkey sausage. And then in the evening, that's when I'll generally consume a larger meal, a steak, some burgers, some chicken thighs, something I enjoy. And then I'll have some kind of carb and some kind of vegetable with each meal as well. But again, it's not rocket science. Single ingredient foods that you can find in nature, that's when you're going to perform best. And you know, even with those types of, of foods, like make sure that you really, really enjoy what you're consuming. I mean, what I consume, I look forward to every day and it satiates me. And, you know, I keep our pantry and our fridge fairly light. I don't have a million options to pick from. I have the things I enjoy and the things I know that energize me and give me mental clarity in our house, because just like everyone else, I suffer from decision-making fatigue. And if I have sweets and tons of savory snacks around, I'm going to consume that because that's what's available to me. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. I just, uh, before I hopped on here, one of my favorite lunches is like, you know, like salmon steaks. Mm-hmm. They're cheaper and I can get a lot. Of, like there's a grocery store nearby where they go, I come in and they just give me all of them. Mm-hmm. And I roast a bunch of vegetables on Sunday. And at lunch, I just like you, I don't want to feel crappy the rest of the day. So all I do is I just air fry a salmon steak have my vegetables and I don't, I'm fine. I'm, I'm even keel. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't really thought about the organization of the calories throughout the day, but I think I'm doing the same thing. I just didn't really, I wasn't intuitive enough about it because I don't like to feel like breakfast for me is like eggs and vegetables and sometimes some grains a little bit and that's mm-hmm. it. Super interesting. What about supplements? I know that you, you have some different things that you like to use. What are some of your go-tos? Yeah. I mean, supplements are the icing on the cake. It, dial in, Dial and exercise, movement, you know, lifting heavy weights, complex lifts, anaerobic conditioning, aerobic conditioning, dial that in first. That is at the top of my pyramid, the exercise component. Second to that is probably sleep, figuring out how to get at least seven plus hours of sleep every single night without waking up constantly throughout the night. Diet is the next one on the totem pole of dialing that in. And then supplements are down towards the bottom, even after recovery. The ones that I am always going to take and I'm traveling with, 
And you can also do blood work and see what you're deficient in to make sure that you're not over consuming things that you don't really need. For me, creatine is something I take regularly, at least five grams. Lots of studies now coming out showing that there's a correlation to creatine and delaying the onset of neurological disease. Obviously, creatine has long been used for strength training and gaining muscle. And that's a chapter of my life I'm writing right now where I want to be strong enough to get to the CrossFit Games in my age group. So I take creatine. I like collagen just from all of the studies that show as we age, we lose collagen and collagen is important for skin, nails, bone density, joints, ligaments. So I supplement with with collagen daily, something I'll just put in in a smoothie when I'm having it. Vitamin D is something I'll consume. I feel like a lot of us are deficient in vitamin D, even though I'm outside often. I like supplementing with with a little bit of vitamin D. Colostrum is something that I've enjoyed taking the last couple years now, which is the first milk a mother produces for her offspring. This is bovine colostrum, so coming from Mm. cows. So I take that. And then I take a sleep supplement every night as well. It's called Beam Dream. Magnesium, L-theanine, there is some melatonin in it. Sleep is just so important to me that I will take almost anything as long as there's no massive consequences to help me with deep sleep every single night. So I can just wake up the next day feeling physically and and mentally refreshed. Those are the majority that I'm taking on a regular basis. I have access to lots of supplements. So there's other ones that I take, but like those are the foundation for me that I'm traveling with whenever I go places. And then I have others that, again, icing on the cake, but if you just want to have a good solid foundation, I think those are the ones. Athletic greens I like as well. That's something that is going to kind of cover all my bases for any deficiencies throughout the day with vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, adaptogens. I love it. So if people are interested in like learning more about you, the brands that you represent, and just following your journey, where can they find you, Eric? Yeah, my Instagram is the best place. That's the community where I'm most active. So it's just my name, Eric Hinman on Instagram. I manage all of the DMs and comments and and try to reply to pretty much every single one on there, especially when they're wellness related questions. I enjoy talking about it. I love it, man. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Eric. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you've been listening for a while, please do me a favor, go to whichever listening platform you are joining us from, hit that subscribe button and just leave us a rating. Uh, Four or five stars, whatever you feel like this show is, would you please do that? It would make a tremendous impact on our ability to reach more folks with the message of the Blueprint. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.